This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dan, I think that if Caleb Williams had hopes that he would be able to win the day, uh, I think that he could walk away from the podium feeling like he won the day. I felt like he was pretty impressive. You were there. I only watched and heard. What was your overall takeaway? Yeah, well, I'll set the scene for you because I left my hotel here in Indianapolis before sunrise to get over to the convention center, understanding that today was the day where you were going to get a whole handful of the top prospects in this draft, uh, finally meeting the media. And that's all the offensive skills players. It's the the quarterbacks, four of them, the receivers, three of them turned out to be two because Marvin Harrison Jr. did not do his interview session. But it was uh, really interesting to see the uh, assembled media gathering almost two hours before Caleb Williams took the stage there. And when he finally did get on the stage at nine o'clock local time, I thought he handled himself really well. His 13 minutes, um, you get a sense of his introspection. You get a sense of his competitive wiring. You get a sense of his ability to kind of handle the stage and have that stage presence. And, and, you know, as you mentioned, I think you walk away saying, yeah, there's something there. And I can understand why that would connect with the Chicago bears. I understand why that would connect with Ryan Pohl specifically. And now you just have to continue to do your homework. But I think that, um, him being able to lend his voice to some things that a lot of other people have been talking about him was an important part of the process. Before we get to some of the specifics about what he said and how he said it, how would you describe the audience in terms of, who was able to get questions in, how, how chaotic it was. I've been in those scrums, and it can be uh, a mixture of, of chaos and uh, people with agendas. But today, this morning, Friday morning, how would you describe what was surrounding Caleb Williams as he spoke? Well, I, I, I mentioned that my arrival there was a little bit before 7 a.m., and already – up at the foot of podium four uh, were a bunch of people from Chicago. Obviously, Bears reporters were lining up early to get their chance to ask questions of Caleb Williams. That was, uh, you know, Mark Grody and Nick Moriano and Jason Leeser and Greg Braggs and all of a sudden Pat, Patrick Finley. And you, you, you see the Chicago contingent kind of at the whole front of that session. Now, by the time Caleb spoke, it was probably 75, 80 deep with reporters gathered around him. You've been in that environment before, you know how much of a a mob that can be. And Caleb comes up on the podium, David, I'm sure you've listened to it. And before he's able to say good morning, (laughs) there's a question shouted from like nine deep um, from someone that I've never met who who basically asked him, are you afraid to compete here at the combine? And is that why you're skipping out on medical examinations? 
and on-field testing uh, and some of these other things related to the combine. And I think multiple times in that first question, he was asked if he was afraid. And I had, I told Mark Grody, I said, it almost felt like a plant of, of some NFL team saying, see if you can rattle them right out of the gate. You know, you're right. a conspiracy theorist and you go, is, is, is that what this is? And I thought he handled that well. I think he explained himself really well, um, moved on. And then I thought the the conversation was kind of, far ranging with the number of different things we got into with Caleb. And, and again, I think, the, 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 I think, I think I counted 29 questions total. Uh, and I think 11 of them were bears related. So that tells you a little bit about where this is at right now. You mentioned Mark Grody. I think he asked the question pertaining to his height and <laughs> when it produced the answer about being similar in size and stature to Aaron Rodgers. when he answered that, Dan, when he Grody asked that, Caleb Williams responded, which I think for a lot of people had a different interpretation of. I thought he was being somewhat facetious and like, oh, yeah, nobody's asked me uh, that before type of way. And he's like, nobody's ever asked me that before. Was he kidding around? How did you interpret his answer? Because he said he was either 6'1", 6'2", and and he was also 215 and similar in size to Aaron Rodgers. So it didn't resonate with me in the moment, but I was alerted later that it had caused a little bit of a stir in certain pockets on whether he was uh, being sincere or not. You know, I've really listened to it and watched the video of it. And I think there was probably a, a small element of sarcasm to it. It just it wasn't something I fixated on because particularly after talking to all the people I've talked to in recent weeks about Caleb Williams, it's not a major concern for people inside the league. I think the people that have evaluated the tape see his size as something that that is there but like he has a way of compensating for it he's got a way of buying himself time of understanding the the, the quarterback instincts that allow you to account for some of your limitations uh we'll get the official measurements soon we'll, we'll compare them to aaron Rodgers' official measurements from <laughs> two decades ago and we'll go on from there but I, I certainly didn't didn't spend a lot of time thinking that he was openly trying to deceive the world or uh you know doing anything nefarious to uh, to get away from that question all right let's get to the things that do matter actually some of the answers that were more relevant and they pertain to begin with hey everyone this is brett boone would you know it i've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year tune in as i sit down with my friends some of the biggest names in sports media entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations as you know baseball's been my life it's been in the family for a long time but it's a lot more than that here it's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Bears. You said there were 11 questions about the Bears. I think the answer about how he would feel if the Bears drafted him was interesting. So let's start with that. This is what Caleb Williams had to say about how it would feel playing for the Bears. I mean, the Bears are, was an 8-9 and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven to ten, sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick, um, and and they got a good defense, um, they got good players on offense, um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that. Caleb uh, circled the Bears uh, in that game against Cleveland. He gave them credit for that win and said they were eight and nine, and uh, and then had to be reminded that it was uh, it was seven and ten. There were a couple that got away from them. I said on the radio, on the Mullen Haw show on Friday morning, that he basically was saying that the Bears should have won eight games. So he's already <laughs> second guessing Flusi and blaming uh, him for not being eight and nine rather than seven and 10. But he does make a good point, Dan. We, you know, all week I've been talking about whether it was on the morning show or on television, 
the comparisons to the most recent one, C.J. Stroud. And I've asked the question about what if, if Caleb Williams can do for the Bears, what C.J. Stroud did for the Texans. And that comparison to me is pretty apt. But what he pointed out today was a good reminder. C.J. Stroud was taking over a 3-14 and 14 football team. Yeah. Caleb Williams would not be. This is a team that is ascending, that has the second half of last season to point to as progress. And you don't see a lot of 7-10 and 10 football teams having the number one overall draft pick because that implies that they're closer than they might be. I think that he said that in a way that was – it sounded like a bullet point. It sounded like uh, something that it, his team reminded him to point out because his team had decided – well, that's a pro about Chicago and if the Bears pick you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly um, a, a allusion to the, the sturdy infrastructure that, that Ryan Poles keeps talking about, believing that they are in position uh, to, to provide him with defensive support, believing that they're in position to be more competitive, and then he's just got to come in and do his thing. It's going to be kind of fascinating to see how that involves. You mentioned CJ Stroud. I had a chance the other day and I can't remember this week's a blur if we talked about it previously, but I asked Amico Ryans as a defensive minded coach, how he went about setting up, uh, you know, a healthy springboard for a rookie quarterback. And he talked about the importance of, who's surrounding the quarterback. He talked about Bobby Slowick and Jared Johnson. He talked about Shane Day and Bill Lazor, by the way, Bill Lazor reference. He talked about Case Keenum as a, as a group of people around CJ that truly gave him places to go for information, to go for support, to go to ask questions. And I think that when we talk about this with the Bears infrastructure, that's the next step of this, right? You have the football team and your X's and O's in the depth chart, but now you've got to get that that connection piece put in with the people that are going to be all around your rookie quarterback, if it is Caleb Williams. And you got to make sure that clicks quickly because that seemed to be the catalyst to everything that Houston did a year ago. If the Bears do even half of the improvement that the Houston Texans did this last season, we're going to be here a year from now dreaming really big dreams. Well, I think it's pretty clear that Caleb Williams dreams pretty big dreams. And he's a guy whose confidence is obvious. And he's in command of the podium. And he did that this um, Friday morning. 